You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, welcome to, I believe this is episode 11 of our 2021 podcast, Homegrown Faith. How are you going? Yes, I am well, thank you, Richard. Are you enjoying the sunshine? Oh, it is so good. I'm loving it. Did, did you get tennis happening this morning? I did. It was. I was smiling the whole time. <laughs> but um, that leads me to uh, talking about something that I think is actually a big difference in personality between some people and others, which is mm-hmm. as I was driving, my petrol light come, came on because mm-hmm. I believe in getting to the point where the petrol light comes on and then you fuel up. Um, like I, yep. I'm happy to let it go. And then I have yep. this sweet little test where I get a little bit of a thrill of seeing how long I can drive with the petrol <laughs> light on. <laughs> and I have a little, you know, a small Yaris. So I, it can go quite a long way on basically a sniff of petrol. But yeah. anyway, I now need to go and fuel my car. But it made me think, I wonder what other people are like. Are you a regularly fuel it on the same day every week so you never, ever get to the petrol light? Or yeah. what's your policy? I, I'm a bit, a bit like you, Joe. I have always liked to get to the very end of the petrol tank. <laughs> uh, it's a bit strange. People do feel strongly about this, but yeah. I think why should I be spending fuel to carry around a lot of fuel? So um, if you've got a 50 kilograms of fuel you're carrying around, what you know, that's, that's not fuel efficient. Uh, <laughs> so for a, I don't know that's how that works down in sense but um in the past i've been a let's run it right down uh my recent had some recent car dramas where the (laughs) the mechanic recommended not do that there was a bit of sludge in the bottom of our fuel tank Ah. and so i've changed a bit but i yeah i'm like you on that Uh, i'd like to see it go uh, right to the edge yeah i Um, can hear my dad saying if you go to the bottom, you're, you're, you're going to be engaging with all the stuff at the bottom of your fuel tank. And I thought, oh, that's <laughs> probably not good. But at the same time, I just get this little thrill. <laughs> mm. Do you remember that Seinfeld episode where Kramer sort of drives, loves living on the edge and driving oh. on freeways with the light on? So, <laughs> no. Just, you just know, for the adrenaline rush. <laughs> it sounds funny, but I've actually never watched Seinfeld before. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you would appreciate this scene. Um, so oh, do, you, do you know... Do you know regular fuel fill-up people? No, I have the Petrol Spy app where I find out where the sweet deals are in my local area <laughs> and go and get the sweetest deal I can. I'm all about the bargain, yeah. Richard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, what about you? Uh, I have yeah, – this hasn't been a big thing for me, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could change, yeah. <laughs> you could develop a really nice relationship with the guy down at the Coles Petrol Service. Well, station. yeah, I know some people do that. So, mm. um, yeah, that maybe mm. I should. Hmm. What have you been up to? Uh, I have been conquering email in the last week. Um, <laughs> You're living I am my now dream. <laughs> an, I, I am now an email assassin, Joe. Wow. Uh, so the story is uh, email was getting out of hand and a colleague of ours recommended some podcasts um, on uh, from this these guys called Manager Tools. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. listened to them, but they're mm-hmm. yeah, just talk about management, not Christian at all, but it had some really good advice on email and I've put it into practice and I've been sitting at e, uh, inbox zero for about uh, four or five days now. So You are um, living the dream. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I check email only twice a day, otherwise yeah. I close it right down. 
Uh, I only touch an email once. I only look at it once, and it goes action somewhere. It. Action, action at once. It get. I, I don't do the work, but I read the email and send it off somewhere. And uh, I've unsubscribed from loads of things. I wish I could say oh, everything, yes. but no, I've still subscribed to your prayer letter, whoever's listening. But um, <laughs> I, everything else is gone. Yeah. So uh, I don't get the Westfield Hot Deals app inbox notification anymore. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love unsubscribing from things. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. Yeah. Not prayer newsletters, but basically anything else. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. well done, Richard. Well, I, it's too early for praise, Joe. Um, <laughs> we'll have to see how this goes. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that uh, has been really quite freeing and liberating. I can empty inbox and it's sort of like, okay, oh, what do I do now? And, uh, <laughs> and when you I, open your inbox, it's not like, oh, look at all these 50 things I have to action. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, email assassin at the moment and we'll, we'll see right. how that goes. Okay. Oh, I need to get on your level. Yeah. How many, can I ask, how many? <laughs> emails in your inbox do you live uh, with Joe? it's probably sitting in my work email probably sitting about 60 mm-hmm. and my personal email probably about mm, 80 which is for me yeah. very high i they that is stressful to me. <laughs> yeah well, normally run lower yeah i yeah. normally run much lower no. i'm an, i'm a big archiver i love getting things out of my <laughs> inbox so yeah yeah mm. so anyway well i don't wow. know i can if you if you're in the mood, you could try these manager tool guys. But if you're well, not, I'm, don't worry. I'm, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to the Bible. I've been reading yes, John 5. what are you reading? I've uh, been reading John 5, and I have a question. So mm-hmm. Jesus in John 2 goes to into the temple courts and cleanses the temple courts. So he gets rid of the people uh, exchanging yep. money, etc. Yep. Um, now, that happens in other gospels, particularly I know Luke, in much later in the narrative of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And then, so he's in Jerusalem in John two, and then he's in Jerusalem for another festival, and well, a different Jewish festival because that's what brings him to Jerusalem in John two in John five. So I'll read it in verse one. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals, and so I'm thinking, okay. I've always known that John was different from the three other Gospels. Mm. But how many times does Jesus go to Jerusalem? Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, And I think I need to sit down and actually do a proper timeline because mm. it's now all, I've, as I've been spending this year in the Gospels, it's yeah. all really cloudy about where he is. And I don't want to just get a map and be like with a, you know, the, the path of what Jesus did and mm. take it the easy way. I do want to sit down and mm. do it. But I hit John 5 in my quiet time this morning and thought, okay, so he was in Galilee just in John 4. Now he's in Jerusalem. Soon he'll be going somewhere else. Um, so he crosses the shore of Galilee in 6. Yeah. He's getting around. And is this the that John is structured differently? I know it's a different kind of gospel. Or is this mm. actually just that the detail is in John that's not in the other gospels? Yeah, I th- this is a fantastic idea, Joe. I love the way you're getting into the Gospels and mm. wanting to go, oh, how does, where is he actually going? How does this fit? What's the timeline? Yeah. Um, and to, to actually look for those answers in the Bible rather than mm. some external reference means you're going mm. to remember that more and be more convicted of it. Yeah, I think I have to work yeah. on it. Otherwise, I'm going to forget. 
because it's yeah. and it's come up a few times. And I think this is the kind of thing that would make me think, oh, how does the Bible fit together? Like how is it mm. um, a coherent, one coherent message? And so it's important. Yeah. I think I felt it's important to clarify this because the interaction at the temple is really in John 5. So it's the it's the moment where Jesus is at the sheep gate near a pool at the sheep gate and mm-hmm. and there's this man who's been disabled for a really long time and he tries to get into the waters but he can't and yeah. the invalid and he have a dialogue Jesus have a dialogue and he tells him to get up and take his mat and walk and this mm-hmm. man is cured but then it happens yeah. on the sabbath and so there's this whole intrigue with the Jewish leaders now that mm-hmm. is absolutely familiar Jesus has this ongoing disagreement with the Jewish leaders. Um, mm. And so in some ways I look at this and think, okay, why has John got this here if this is not in a chronicle, chronological order? Um, mm. What's the point of this story being put here? Um, mm. I don't know. And so I'm feeling actually quite confused this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't have like answers or anything, Joe, but um, mm. you're making me think of things uh, that, yeah, I think in John's gospel, the Passover is an important thing. Yes. And because we know the Passover happened once a year, that kind of gives us, we can go, oh, like the framework. this is, this is a mm. three-year ministry. You remember how mm. we, we've learned that Jesus yes. had a three-year ministry? Yes. I think that's connected to these three Passovers in John. Yes, yes. Uh, and that he, and he would have come to Jerusalem for each Passover. Yeah, mm. uh, yes. that's right, as an obedient Jewish men. Jewish men. And and oh. as we talked about in the other podcast, that he did that with Mary and Joseph, that that was a, yeah, a yearly thing for him to do life. with his family. And so, yeah. yeah. Mm. As regards to the temple clearing, I remember reading somewhere that, um, yeah, it, it's, it seems to be in his first visit in John, but his later visits in the other Gospels. In Luke and Mark, um, yeah. And I think I read in Don Carson's commentary saying, well, it's quite possibly he cleared the temple on more than one Multiple occasion. occasions, and, yeah. And uh, you get that vibe in the other Gospels of people looking to see what he will do on his later visits. Mm, so mm. maybe they're looking for that because he's. there's always been some drama when he's come to the, the temple. And and I think I can have a bit of a uninformed view of Jesus and think when he gets to Jerusalem, when his death is imminent, that everyone's shocked because they've never ever heard of him before. But actually, mm. he's had a three-year public ministry and he's been offending people for three years. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. um, he's been speaking and and challenging the Jewish leaders and challenging the, the Jewish people, the crowds, the Gentiles, anyone listening. And so yeah. where I feel like every moment it's like, oh, wow, this is happening and no one would have expected it. There would have yeah, been people yeah. who would have thought, oh, here's this Jesus again. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, some he's got a, some fans and some enemies, mm. and we see them the fans with the the uh, crowds praising yes. him as he comes in, and the enemies, yes. but they go yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so that's that's for future Joe to work out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be fine with that. That'll be great. Yeah. I look forward to uh, hearing a bit of more about the timeline and um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it sets the context so well for the details as well. Yeah. Mm. 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 I have to look into this Jewish Passover thing because it is mentioned again in John six, um, the mm. Jewish Passover being near. So it can only be it's only once a year, so it can only Yeah. Um, mm. There's a timeline in some way. There's a timeline. Anyway, what have you been <laughs> up to, Richard? Oh uh, well I thought I'd um 
yeah, share with you and the listeners a uh, good resource I've come across called the uh, the God's Big Picture videos. Hmm. Um, have you read God's Big Picture by Vaughan Roberts? I have. I have. Yes. Uh, it's a really good book, um, taking great ideas from Graham Goldsworthy's Gospel and Kingdom mm. and uh, just repackaging them in a, uh, a more structured way or a simpler way that, that mm. some people enjoy. I still love Graham Goldsworthy's book, but yeah. um, the thing is um, Vaughan Roberts has gone the next step and actually made videos about God's big picture, which are on mm. the internet for free. Uh, for free. Yeah, yeah for free. <laughs> Like in going to the internet, there's all sorts of stuff and it can be overwhelming. But uh, this is just, it's got the perfect mix, in my opinion. It's got, these videos are like 10 minutes long, uh, give Uh or take. They're free, easy to find. um, And the content is fantastic. He just uh, is there, you know, it's a little bit, it's not sort of as super polished as the best videos on YouTube, but Mm. they're quite, you know, they're perfectly well done. And uh, yeah, what he does, I should explain it. What he does is say, explain how the Bible is one big story mm. from one author, God, culminating in Christ. And uh, that beginning with the beginning and uh, God in the garden, God's people in God's place under God's rule and blessing, uh, mm. he traces that theme throughout the fall and through the history of Israel mm. and the prophetic ministry, Jesus himself, the apostles, and uh, looking forward to the final day when, when Jesus returns. And um yeah, we're using them in a course at the moment with our uh, some of our, our guys from Uni Church, and um, yeah, I just think it's the sort of thing people should know about. Uh, mm. Simple videos, easy to watch, and will just equip you really well in seeing the big picture of the Bible. Yeah, and it's have you seen these to, videos? Yeah, Sorry, I, you shared them for our story of the Bible studies. Um, oh, you yes, referenced that's right. them, and I've watched yeah. one, but I haven't watched the whole. And I've thought, oh, I should really watch these and watch them with other people because um, they strike me as something that's really accessible and mm. we, I, I love the idea that you would teach something in the Bible, in a Bible study, then you would have a look at it, maybe some visuals, then you'd watch a video, you'd also have group discussion, that multimodal mm. learning. Um, so, yeah, 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 I'm really thankful for the freedom to just watch them whenever you want. <laughs> I think that's such a generous Generous yeah, ministry. yeah, yeah. It has been mm. good, and it doesn't replace Bible reading. But yeah, as you and I have found, as we taught, teach the Bible, you just need so much for coming from different directions to get to a point mm. where, yeah, the Bible starts. You start to feel orientated and and roll mm. through it and enjoy it. Mm. And so, do you think in in your years of ministry, you've you've observed that there's a particular section or part of the Bible in terms of God's big picture that's mm. harder to grasp than others? Or do you think it's yeah. it's actually getting the whole, how the whole fits together? What do you think you've observed? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, Joe. I think, yeah, people are good at the good with the beginning and the end mm. and mostly the New Testament, but a big chunk of the Old Testament, yeah, people struggle. Mm. Um, oh, I mean, I struggle, yeah, mm. uh, mainly, yeah, in long sections with lots of names or places. Mm. Mm. Um Strange activities, strange laws. Um, yeah, these are the places I think that that I find hard, and then mm. everyone finds hard. Yeah, mm. what do you think? And so, Joe? and yeah, I I would agree. I think it's that whole the challenge of reading the Old Testament well is to be able to lift your eyes to understand where it fits in the whole, even if you can't fully mm. understand the 
passage immediately in front of you. But like, where does this fit can actually be a comfort when you don't really get why God did that or why that happened or these yeah. events are confusing to me. And yeah. Hmm. So um, just got a big picture videos, enjoying them, really thankful for them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to chuck the link in the show notes? I will, um, yeah, along awesome. with uh, Manager Tools email uh, <laughs> compendium. So, uh, and uh, watch this space if you are interested in finding out about the timeline <laughs> of Jesus because now I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it, Joe. <laughs> oh, well, dear. Well, you enjoy good. the uh, sunny weather? Uh, you too. It's going to be great. And I'll chat to you next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye.